Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Let's start with a prayer, shall we? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would take these words and transform them by your plans and your hand. Lord, bless us with your thoughts. Draw our hearts closer to you, that united and together we might share in your mission. Amen. So, um, some quick mental arithmetic. I'd like you to start with four fingers raised up, please. Four fingers. And then I'd like you to divide your four fingers between your two hands, dividing them by two. Brilliant. So you get the concept of this passage. It's starting with division, and then we end up with unity. So our two on one hand and our two on the other hand are put back together. They're united as four. So actually, the numbers don't really matter. I could have done it with any set of numbers. But the passage is marked in a time as of disharmony. It starts with division and ends with unity. And the background for this letter is that everybody is upset with everybody else. People are divided and disagreeing. And Paul is super, super sad. And he's writing this letter to try and make better friendships with this group of disciples that he knows. He describes himself in the passage in chapter 4, verse 13, as being out of his mind. He literally doesn't know where to turn or where to go. And actually, he's no different from us, really. We want great friendships. We want great unity on our church. We want friendships among ourselves. And we want friendships with those who are out in the town who don't yet know Jesus. So what's his aim or his big idea for this part of the letter? He wants at the same time to hold on to God as his friend and help others find that friendship with God too. And he writes it in this way. Since we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. Since we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. Now, don't use that word fear as in frightened or scared of God. This is a way of honouring and respecting the name of God and knowing what it means for God to be important in our lives. So watch his approach to reconnecting these friendships of faith. Well, rather than getting wrapped up in the disagreements and divisions, Paul brings it all back to Jesus. And to do that, he encourages the Corinthians and indeed us today to find a different way of looking. Now, I've been told reliably by Heather that there might be some glasses inside the packs for the young, pe for the young people. Excellent. So if you could put that on, that would help us think about this different way of looking. We all at times need a pair of divine glasses. Paul says that he once looked at Christ in this way. He looked at Jesus and he wasn't quite sure what to make of him. And actually, 
he kind of thought Jesus was a bit of a troublemaker, I suspect. But through his life, he had this amazing encounter with Jesus. And that troublemaking carpenter's son became his saviour, his lord, his friend and his healer, using this different way of looking. And this different way of looking helps us see in the passage both old and new. It stops us from taking pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. Tops us from taking pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. I wonder if that's a particular verse for us today. We could be really, really proud of what's out there, couldn't we? We could be exceptionally proud. But what's important about what's out there is whether it does its job as a lighthouse, whether we're able to meet and greet those who are feeling fragile, those who are isolated, those who are lonely, and have a conversation with them. Because with God's grace and help, we become able to regard no one from a worldly point of view. Chapter 5, verse 16, regard no one from a worldly point of view. Now, if we look at somebody who comes into our beautiful atrium, who's a bit bedraggled and shabby around the edges, we might look at them from a worldly point of view. But Christ's cause that we accept the friendship that God offers through Jesus and the old goes away. Our divine glasses that God gives us help us to see people differently, to see ourselves differently sometimes. We can see, we're reminded in chapter 5 verse 17, that the old has gone. Now, I don't know what the old is for you. It will be different for each one of us. The old might be pride. The old might be an idea that you can work your way into heaven by being good. That you can work your way into heaven by being good. The old might be a particular bad habit that you need to let go of. Or putting ourselves before others. But really, we're reminded in this passage In verse 17, instead we are a new creation. The new has come. That grace of God is planted into our hearts. It doesn't enable us to work any harder. It doesn't make us better people. It transforms us into the intent that God had for us. It makes you into the beautiful person that God always intended you would be. That's what we get from this different way of looking. Paul goes on to explain what is seen when we adopt this different way of looking. In every part of humanity and creation, we see the possibility for hope. We remember that this is a divine new creation. Creation made from nothing. Now, hands up if you've heard this joke already. It's quite an old one, so I apologise. There was a scientist speaking with God, and it was... Right at the beginning, so actually the scientist shouldn't really exist because it was before creation. And the scientist and God are having this discussion and they're saying, um, let's make the world, let's make the universe, let's create. And the scientist said, yeah, okay, I can do that. Um, Can I have a bit of dust? And God says, get your own dust. I can make it from nothing. 
Sorry, a bit, a bit old, sorry, apologies. But this idea that the beauty that we're trying to protect, this world that we've just prayed for is so precious. God made it from nothing. He made you and I from nothing. But he had an intent and a hope. We're not a science experiment that's gone wrong. God doesn't change us from one thing into another, from a transformer toy that goes from car to robot. God didn't just do a good job on the laundry of our lives. He didn't put us in a washing machine and clean us up. He made us to be who we are, but perfectly who we are. He chose to start again afresh. We are made totally new. This is made totally new, but for a purpose. We're not made new so I smell nice. I'm not made new so that my clothes look good. I'm made new so that I can become, in verse, um, chapter 5, verse 21, so that in him, so that in him, that him is Christ, so that in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. What does the righteousness of God look like in your life? What do you look like when you're living out the righteousness of God? I get a little bit less chatty. I get a little bit more listeny. What do you look like when you're living like the righteousness of God? What is that heartbeat of God for your life? The reason, Paul tells us, the reason for God's plan in making us new is so that we can connect with unity rather than division. We become Christ's ambassadors. Now, what does it look like for you to be an ambassador? I've got a few props. Have I got some volunteers? Could I, could I have a couple of small people who could help me, please? Can I borrow some people? Yeah, okay, if, there's not, if, if I've not got enough props, we can always borrow some more. So I'm pleased to see some have got their divine spectacles on. Can you put on your divine spectacles for me, please? That's lovely. Look at these. These guys are all seeing with God's eyes. They're seeing God's creation. So your job might be, this is what new might look like for you. Look at this, an atrium pinny. How cool is that? There we go. Or your part in the unity of God might be wearing this and saying hello to people beautifully. Your part might be standing at the back making a cup of tea and coffee and greeting people. It might be learning how to make a really posh espresso. I haven't been taught yet, but I'm hoping to learn. Thank you so much for showing us your glasses and helping out. That's been wonderful. Should we give them a round of applause? I might just take this off so you don't trip over. Is that okay? Thank you very much. Oops. My risk assessment is saying I should take this off so that there's no trip hazard. There we go. Thank you so much. So when you become a new creation in Christ, what does it look like for you? What's your part? What's transformed in your life? What's made new? This unity, we become fellow workers, don't we? And that's mentioned in chapter 6, verse 1. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Rather than the disagreements that open our reading, 
Paul explains we're here to be friendship makers, to be fellow workers together. Our role is to know the friendship that we have with God and help others make friends with God in turn. Supremely, we are united and gifted with an opportunity to help others because that's the plan God always had for us. And in, verse five, in chapter 5, verse 18, it says this. All this is from God. Just in case we were tempted back to that pride thing, we're reminded all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of being not two and two, but four, united and together. And what health warning does Paul give us as we take up this challenge? It comes in chapter 6 at the beginning of the, pas- of the new chapter. Don't take for granted or disrespect what God has done and continues to do for you. Because it starts with our hearts. We are to make sure that we're continually ourselves being reconciled to God so that we can reconnect others to God or connect people to God afresh. God helps us and hears us in this mission. So keep your divine glasses on, whatever they look like, however they're coloured in. Keep watching out for where God is at work and active. Watch out for the glimpses of where he joins you in the midst of a conversation, where he just turns up unexpected and takes over in all that's going on in your life. And as you unite with God yourself, you become an ambassador who can then unite others with God. Let's um, pray, shall we? And I'm going to invite you, if you'd like to, just to open your hands on your lap as an act of receiving from God whatever help he wants to give you. Lord Jesus, we love the fact that you pour out your favour upon us. Help us to receive that help that you have on the day of salvation. Help us to put our divine glasses on, turn our ears on, use all of our senses to see, feel or sense where you are active in the world and where we are called to join in. Give us a passion for your name and bless us with your Holy Spirit that we might worship you fully with joyful hearts. Equip us to be lighthouses, beacons of hope and light and life and love in this world. For your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen.